Hi, and welcome to Breaking Autopilot, a conversational podcast about intentional living. It's time to recap for 2019. What's been going on since I ebbed and flowed into back to full-time daytime job work, business, government accounting, budgeting, and less of yoga. Well, pretty much stayed busy getting into it all. Um, a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to learn about the new agency and place that I was, or um, am still. And a lot of outdoor activities that were going on, a lot of fun things that getting a chance to get out and do when the weather's nice. Uh, I think the last time we talked, spring had broke, March. And so uh, life is just keeping me pretty busy. Somewhere along that path in early May or April or sometime around there, I had a doctor visit for a spot on my breast. So had to go get that checked out. In 2016, I had um, a spot that was removed from the lumpectomy and radiation on the left breast and the right side was um, a spot now. And so we got it checked out and turns out that something in the left was also apparent, but pretty much thought, let's just biopsy both and we'll go from there. Well, let's make a long story shorter and jump right to what was going on. So what was going on is nothing was in the right breast, but the left breast did have stage one cancer in it. Fortunately, it was still at a microscopic almost stage, um, just barely into stage one. And there were three focal points in that breast. So the decision for me was to go ahead and have both breasts removed. So a double mastectomy and... um, Let's just get through it. So again, 2016, I don't have time for this. Who has time for this? And went headstrong into it. So um, fortunately, this time was a little different. That I had um, a partner that didn't mind whether I was going to have breast or not going to have breast. We didn't have to talk about reconstruction being a possibility, um, although we did, that he had gone through um, with his mom, breast cancer, and chemo treatments not too many years before meeting me. So that pain was still fresh in that family. And that loving support for me helped me to get through the surgery, and recovery without questioning so much about what it was about this person that was going to allow me to trust them. It just was. It was the, the thing that I could do. And that sharing a space um, that they gave to me, as you've heard me say before, sharing space with others sometimes that's the best gift that we can give 
Well, that sharing space for me was the best gift I could have received because that time off from the surgery when I wasn't up to my speed, wasn't able to go into my routine and my roles, um, and my body was off. I just didn't feel right. And just having him there, he has a very natural compassion energy about him. And having him there with me, allowing me to stop and to rest was a very big deal. Those that know me understand how big of a deal that is for me to be able to stop and rest um, and to be vulnerable for someone else to care. Um, and I know, and, and I will sell so many that love me and, and are there for me. But it's still hard when you have families and you have your own things to take care of to to reach out and extend any of that um, care and receive it. So um, I leaned on my dad. I leaned on um, Jeff, my partner, and um, boyfriend so that I could get through that time. And my kids were present. And what they'll remember of that, I don't know. Fortunately, we didn't have to do chemo. Fortunately, we didn't have to do hormone therapy. And over the time of those past couple of years, there's been five focal points that have had cancer in them. They've been different types of cancer. So basically, he said it was like being struck by lightning five times and living. That puts you in a wonder and a perspective of, Hmm. So, what is it today's plan? What is it here for? Now, it'd be nice if I sat there and told you that I thought about that all the time and I, some miraculous thing of knowing why I'm here, what I'm to do, um, to lead or to follow or whatever it is that I have found that path. And I have not. So I still question, am I doing what I need to be doing every day? And I wonder, and I go back to that, and I think, where does that question come from? We know those things that we, the motivational things, so you are enough. Well, I believe I'm enough. That you do enough? Probably not. I, I'm pretty critical of myself and not doing enough. Um, I don't know where it still stems from. I think after the 2018 journey of self-discovery and internal path searches, the yoga, the quietness, the stillness, the meditation, I'd feel some more enlightenment, but I don't. What I do realize is that that roller coaster went really fast of this life, this year. And that while I took a month to rest, it was gone in a blink of an eye. And I was right back on the roller coaster. When Jack got into golf, and it was every, every day taking him to a practice and being there for him and working full time, I thought I was going to go crazy getting into that kind of pace again. But didn't feel like any other choice but to be in that pace. So one of the biggest challenges that I've had this year is 
how do I bring in the tools from 2018 into the autopilot survivor type of parenting career life that we're all thrown into? So how did I do it? Well, not very well. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) I had to take a step back. I um, was trying to juggle it, just making things work without as much intention. I was taking off work here or there, wherever the appointments could fit in. And then there was, got to the point where I just couldn't even muster the energy to face that day. Fortunately, all that came about the same time when there was an offering to reduce the work schedule to four days and for me to seek additional help. So the form of help I sought was acupuncture and cranial sacral therapy from our light clinic here in town. And what I knew is that Western medicine was done with me, that my body had been cleared of the cancer. I didn't have any more breast. I didn't need them. I'd already born my children and wasn't going to use that part of my anatomy again. So what was I to do? I just knew that I was not complete, that I did not feel balanced. I felt an internal restlessness, a shake, and out of sorts. My mind wasn't clear. And there was an internal agitation. So when I went to the first acupuncture and cranial psychotherapy appointment, it was a dual appointment. I going in, I didn't even know. I was like, dual appointment, yeah, give it all to me, it's fine. I didn't even understand what I was going into. All I know is that I was grasping and reaching. Please give me some Eastern medicine because Western is done with me. And I knew from my trainings that I was unsettled. My chakras were out of balance. So when I went into the appointment, go to talk, and Liz, I'm a little bit nervous. What's been going on? Tell the story. And then proceed to get some acupuncture. So fortunately having the training in meditation and going in shavasana as many times as I've been going into it with yoga that I could sit still lay still and see each needle as an opportunity for healing a small prick to wonder about the sensations And what they would do to release that internal pressure that's within. Now I'll tell you when I was laying on that table. I was getting a little nervous. Especially when he walked out of the room. And that's when it hit the urge. Do you have to pee? What if I have to pee and I have to stand up. And I've got needles in my feet and I can't do it. I feel trapped. And so I had to breathe. Feel the breath, focus on it, just like I'd learned, and realize that I was here by choice. I would be okay. I didn't have the urge, like I thought I did, that I had emptied my bladder before, 
And then all of this was coming up in the mind as a way to distract me from my present moment. Fortunately, it was a dull appointment. And uh, when the next practitioner came in, while I was still on, in the acupuncture session with the needles, she came in and I knew her. One of the reasons for going to the clinic was because I knew the energy of the practitioners. I knew they were calming. I knew that they were compassionate. And I already knew that at walking in, I would be able to trust them because I had practiced yoga with them in the studio and felt that compassion radiate from them. And so she came in and she laid her hands on my chest, my shoulders, and she just felt the breathing. I kept my eyes closed the whole time knowing that I was safe, who this person was. I had made a choice to be where I am and that I was receiving of that choice. That I was looking forward to the benefits of the practice, curious of what was going on. But I could feel my chest rise. I could feel my body tighten. I was very aware of my body and sensations and letting the mind and thoughts flow in and flow out. And when the sessions were over and I went out into the lobby, the trees were green again, the brightness of like going through 2018's body somatic therapy where I was feeling one with the trees feeling one with nature feeling compassion and love for being grateful to be in a space that we call life and that was session one so I knew something was there and I knew this was a path the right one and some of the things they told me to do weren't unfamiliar to me, and some were. To drink some bitters tea, to crave some of the sweetness of the taste buds that had been overcoming me with a satisfaction of feeding myself through food, trying to comfort myself with food. To take baths three times a week in the Epsom salt. Now, something when I was doing yoga regularly, that's something I did regularly because not only did it ease muscles and pains, but it gave me 20 minutes to relax. And the enjoyment that I got out of the day. And I had not been doing that. I had went to bed too tired to think of taking a bath, too tired to think about drying myself off after a bath. Now that's pretty tired. But I was given instructions, and this girl can follow instructions. And it was to take an Epsom salt bath three times a week to pull out the toxins from my body. That I had been through surgery, there had been medicines in my body, there had been a lot of change in my body. My bloodstream was thick, and it was time to heal. So I followed it. There's also castor oil packs. So castor oil, putting on a flannel cloth, laying on my belly, sitting for 20 minutes, 
for 21 days to help clear the liver and many other benefits that came from that. And what would happen is that allowing that 20 minutes for me to sit and relax, feeling the heat in the casserole on my stomach gave me an opportunity to sometimes just take a nap and I would end up sleeping for a full hour. And again, it was giving myself permission to rest and to stop. And not just stop and watch TV or read a book and escape, but to stop, to be in the silence, to be appreciative, to listen to what was going on, to feel the different contractions inside my body, the areas where they get tight from the top of my head, by my feet, my hips, often my stomach, the knots in the stomach. So those combinations together, when I went back the next time, there was more hope already. I was feeling better. I was starting to regain some energy. And I knew, and they felt it as well, that some work had been put into that. So when I had this second acupuncture session and cranial sacral session, they went a little differently. This time, there wasn't anxiousness. There wasn't an urge of what happens if I need to get up and I've got needles in my feet. It was more about the placement, the sensation throughout, the release of wherever that, that tension was felt. When Mary, the practitioner came in and had her hands that went across my body. I felt an energetic rise in my chest like the Disney Princess Moana's and the others, and I thought, who, which one is it? And I remember smiling to myself, thinking, I feel this. But the whole time that I'm in that, I'm not able to really speak and be present as in there. I'm in that euphoria state of uh, shavasana where that we're resting and you're in between that awakened state and that sleep state and you know where you are and you know what's going on but your vocal cords don't work. So I was in that state. And I was peaceful, very peaceful, very appreciative. And so that second session was peace without anxiousness. And I remember the first session saying, I don't think, he said, would you be interested in doing group acupuncture? And I said, no. Because I knew from my own self-exploration in 2018 that some trauma in my background had still been an issue with me and I didn't want to be in a position to be in that table with needles and left alone. I didn't want to feel a trapped feeling. And so with the trauma in the studies, what I come to understand is that it's choices. And so what I hear myself saying is that I made a choice. 
I know where I am. I know I'm in my present moment and that I'm not in that trauma situation. I'm not in a place where I have no choice. I can see where things make me uncomfortable. And I can hold on to that for a moment to see why I'm uncomfortable. And I can let my body release in that uncomfortable state. So I can cry sometimes. Sometimes I can tense up. And sometimes I can just be tired. And then when that moment passes, generally there's hope. Generally there's a connection and a will and a peace to know that I passed through that moment where I had felt some trauma. That I can separate out from it and not see myself in that same place. More importantly than not seeing myself in that same place is I don't feel my body in that same place. And I wonder how many times in life we go through without noticing what our body's been doing as a self defense mechanism against what we feel what we've felt in the past what's been done to us and what we've done to ourselves and we tighten and we harbor and some of us may never know what that really feels like except that it's uncomfort and something that they don't understand and see it as broken. And none of us are broken. We just don't know how to process what we've got going on. You know, watch the good doctor and autism and the difficulty he has in processing things. And I wonder that we're not that much different We weren't given the words, the tools to process everything that goes on with us. And it begins to just drive us humanly crazy. And I wonder what my search, my purpose is for. And I wonder how to get that out. to help someone just be okay. This year has been a blessing. I have let down my guard. I have not judged myself as hard this year. And unfortunately, I've stepped away from many things and many people this year. Because my energy just can take so much. It's not a personal reflection towards any of those people, but more of a personal reflection on what I can handle. And what I choose to handle. And what is mine and what is not. 
those boundaries are hard to keep in place. That guilt that I can be in a place of peace and others aren't is difficult. But then I say that and I think, who am I to say if they're in a place of peace or not? Their life is different. And maybe that is peace to them. So I've been struggling with that and I put the word equanimity in a meditation spot for me. It's neither right nor wrong, just different. The mental state of being neither right nor wrong. So that's what I hope for in this season. Is that I can appreciate all the good tidings that I have, the sweet blessings, the warmth and compassion, and not overshadow it with the guilt in my perception of someone else's life. That my boundaries will be safe. That I don't seem that I love any less. And that this holiday season, each person gets out of it what they need to get out of it at their pace for them. And that I respect my role and get out of the way and let the Lord have his role in my life and in those lives of so many that I love. So as also a wrap-up, I am still in that same relationship that I started in February of last year when I could laugh on the ceiling. I've had a wonderful year. We have done so many fun things together and been on vacations and things that I wouldn't ever have thought I would enjoy as much as I do. My family is blessed to have them part of my life, and I'm blessed to be a part of their life. And I look forward to 2020, a year of health, a year of balance, and a year of unfolding into whatever it is that God sees for me. Have a great holiday season. Fly.